Set your sail for the orange and blue sea. Yeah. At the hotel, California. I know a little place we can go right down the road. Right down the road. The lights are always on. The bars never close. Know a little place we can go right down the road. But nothing good is free. It'll cost you your heart and your soul. Welcome to the Java Men Fighting Illini podcast. It's March 2nd, Thursday night, and we are hot off the Michigan W. This is Suds. We got a special treat tonight. We got the Rubin brothers in the house. We got Jubes, we got Woobs, and we got Dollar Bills. Gentlemen, what's going on? It feels amazing to be an Illini fan. It feels great to be around fellow twins. All is well. <laughs> I just want to ask everybody, is the Big Ten rigged? Um, thanks for having me. <laughs> I think we're we'll you're, you're in later. a safe space. Yeah, you're in a safe space, whoops. <laughs> this was a Warren game. This With a minute 30 left in the first OT, I felt exactly how I felt in Vegas, Joe and Jubes, after when we were watching. Remember... Joe, that was when we were playing Michigan. A couple calls go against us in, in football. football. Yeah. yeah, in football. And they kicked the field, the game-winning field goal to beat us. Kevin Warren, you know, he's got his fingerprints all over this. But here's what we're going to do. We're we're going to recap this game. We're, we're everyone's a little amped up. I I you could you could feel the pep in the step right now in this podcast. We got some energy. We're going to talk Michigan, but before we do that, I'm going to do a quick rundown of the last two weeks since we last talked on the Javaman podcast. So if you guys recall last time, we had a special guest, JR, the Indiana alum. They got the, the bragging rights in that game. We I, I thought we played pretty good in that game. We end up blowing it at the end. We lose 71-68. We take care of business against Minnesota at home, 78-69. Northwestern, I think we got to touch on this game a little bit. We end up winning by four, 66 to 62. That game was absolutely wild. The The Rubin brothers have some ties at Northwestern, so it could get a little heated when we talk about that. OSU, and we go on the road and, and drop one there, which looked looked bad at the time, but then OSU also, they just had a big win um, at home, so they, they look like they're improving, and then... That takes us to today. So, Dollar Bills, I'm starting with you. I want some thoughts on what happened tonight against the Wolverines. Hunter, <laughs> we need, we need, we need P here. That's a that's a O Mister P, our man Mister P. Um, all I can say is, wow, this is March. Um, that was an un- unbelievable game. Kevin Warren tried to snatch it from us. The <laughs> game should. The the game should. Yeah, let's 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 all like literally. I I I'm I was I had my phone tucked away because I put my kids <laughs> to bed and they were down by about seven and I had to fold some laundry. So I got I had my I had my bourbon poured by about seven twenty. Game going by about seven twenty three. And I got through it. Um, I got through it. My wait, heart. Wait, so you wait, wait, wait. You recorded? I recorded, and then I just didn't have my phone oh, on. Oh my! So he I said he was going to do that. So I couldn't take notes. Wow. I told for for all the Sigma guys listening to this. I told 
the chat that I'd see them on the other side. And so <laughs> it was, uh, I didn't have any notes. So this is all fresh. And granted, we just watched the game, but my memory is <laughs> not great. So Warren tried to steal it from us. And I'm going to cite a few things. The Hunter field goal that was not, or no, the, the, Hawkins block that was called a field goal that was not is one. You mean a goaltend? Goaltend, yeah, yeah. Thank you. The goaltend. Uh the flop, the flop call on Matthew John Mayer Meyer. And then and then fucking um what's his <laughs> what's his his son's name? Howard's son Jet, flopped. Jet. Flopped. Jet. Flopped twice. And he didn't on the three? Yeah, on he flopped. He flopped. Same exact jo- thing. Jawan Jawan wanted the foul call on that. Well, no, that was the second one. The first one he fought oh, earlier. Yeah. Earlier in the second yeah, half. Okay. So that was that was two. And then Bumpkin like went into the the lane, was like th- pushing off. No foul on RJ Melendez. That was called. Um I'm trying to think. There were like there were obvious moments where it wasn't like, oh, is that a foul or not? Oh, then there was the Ty Rogers charge. That was yeah. that was that when was, he was backing that down. was ridiculous. When he was backing down, yeah, that was when bad. Char- or yeah, when Rogers was backing down, that was a flop. That was ridiculous. Um, and then there was uh, there anything so, else? Anyone so, think of anything else? Hunter with the flop when Hawkins that, nudged that was him, bad. and then he that just was, went flying. The, the the problem with that yeah. was it was such a flop they couldn't even call it a hook and hold because <laughs> it wasn't a hook and hold. It was just a flop. Yeah, I thought so I was, was watching the tired. World Cup. He wanted there. to lay on the ground. Yeah. Like yeah. Hunter Dickinson just wanted to lay on the ground for a few seconds. Oh, I think right. so earlier I think in we the got game, earlier in game. No, real quick. Earlier in the game, there was a horrendous, <laughs> horrendous charge call on Terrence Shannon. Horrendous. Yeah, horrendous charge call. The guy, the guy was backing. It was it was horrible, horrible. Anyways, so sorry. before because I, I'm with you, Joe. I, we we were watching the game through the same lens, but I want to talk to Woobs. Woobs is a Marquette alum, more of an objective view, we'll say, than than the Java men. Woobs, although I do consider you a Java man. Woobs honorary. What what were your thoughts on the officiating? Do you think it was Do you think it was as one sided as we viewed it? Or do you think it was down the middle? Yeah, I think Joe kind of called out all the, the calls that were off. Um, yeah, Michigan did get most of the calls, which I know everybody on this podcast thinks that you always get a home whistle, which I don't think that's the case all the time. <laughs> um, but if you're, if you're asking about my holistic view on this game, it's, this game was every U of I game. Yeah. Karen Shannon started off 0 for 8. Nobody was cutting. Nobody was going to the basket. Mayer got hot. Shannon got hot. Then they went on a run. Then they fucked around for a while. This is every U of I game. <laughs> yeah. So if from an objective stand, fan standpoint, I think, you know, the big thing going on with the Illini is they don't ever get easy baskets. And that's the problem. They just stand there. They watch Meyer. They watch Shannon. They'll occasionally get a nice, easy basket. But when, when Dane Danger is not in the game, they're not scoring near the rim. I mean, I just, just, I just, I just completely disagree. I, sorry, I can't wait. They, <laughs> had, they had about <laughs> 10 dunks tonight by everyone else not Dane Danger. Like, if anything, whoops, I completely agree with you that they fuck around too much. But if they would go to the rim, they, like, there were like 10 dunks. Like, no, I'm saying it was, in the it was second amazing. half. Yeah. In the second half, when they went got hot, they were cutting, they were playing hard, they were playing basketball for each other, 
and then they started doing their sh- their their fuck shit again, <laughs> where Terrence Shannon and Meyer just try to shoot fadeaway threes. Agree. Yeah. Yep. And legs, you brought up Vegas earlier. And I thought you were talking about the Vegas game that Joe is picking you up at and you guys are going crazy yeah. beating the shit out of UCLA. Yeah. Because when I watched that game, I was like, holy fuck, U of I is a top five team in the country. You were yeah. nailing threes. The, their movement offense was amazing. Um, what's his name? Harris was all over everybody yeah. on defense. And like when I watch the team now, I'm like, who, who was that team? That's like not even close to what U of I is right now. I think that's kind of what we've been wondering all year. I mean, it was tough to come off such a high like that and beat a team like UCLA and then see what's really happened over the last couple months. Jubes, what are your thoughts? Um, I'm going to disagree with Whoops here slightly on Dane. Um, I think when D- Dane has been, and we'll get into this when we recap the other games, uh, Dane has been awful the last four to five games today he was okay but when we were scoring um when we had all those dunks that was our um i love every every announcer calls it the small ball lineup when every single player on our team is six six or taller but we're somehow we're somehow playing small um and we were we were scoring basically every time down the court because there was no one clog in the middle and illinois as willie will point out later doesn't actually run an offense so we can just get you basically have to take guys off the dribble and there's no one in the lane to clog it. And so we were we were successful there. He yeah. put Dane back in. Uh, Michigan goes on a 10-0 run. Uh, he takes Dane back out. We go with Coleman at the five. It worked. And Brad, I'm very happy that he has figured out that his best lineup right now is with Coleman at the five. And, you know, I think the pod has been saying that for a while now. Yeah. Um, but yeah. he he just, he is good in spot minutes for the team. But when we go back to like the, the team that, you know, beat UCLA and beat Texas, the, the whole point of the team was that it was just a bunch of interchangeable parts and they were long yeah. and they were athletic and they could block shots and they can get to the hole. And that's a tough team to defend. And yeah. they, that is what the team was tonight. And they only shot 18 threes. Usually they shoot like somewhere between like, you know, 22 and 28 threes. They, they, they went to the hole and that's why they won. It was, it was a massively different, different performance um, than what we normally, that we've seen recently. And, you know, they were 26 for 34 with free throws. They got a ton of free throws. Yeah, um, and I love that. And that's why, that's why they won. I mean, there, there were things that Brad could have done better in this game, but I'm happy that he finally realized like Dane can't, Dane can play, but let's not, let's not make that who we are right now. You yeah. know, it, it, it kind of feels like to me and it, it looked like it was figured out during the Northwestern game. The spread offense feels, feels like a pro style offense where and you said it, Jubes. It's not he's not really running an offense. They're just spreading it out and like TSJ take the ball to the hole, which I, I'm fine with. I, I'm fine with doing that every time because he could. I haven't seen somebody to stop him off the dribble yet, and it seemed like that was working against Michigan all night. And even when TSJ when they when they doubled him a little bit underneath when he got to the hole, he was doing some good kickouts, and I I liked what I saw there, Joe. You talked a little bit about the refs, and I cut you off. So I want to I want to get your thoughts just on 
the game aside from you know warren getting his his paws all over it lags i was literally just thinking that i was like i hope lags comes back to me because (laughs) i I could see it in your eyes yeah my eyes got big warren aside like what a high level basketball game maybe it wasn't like high level like shot making like the big 12 is but it was high level just intensity senior night like what i appreciate about tsj is that he you could tell he wanted this game tonight. He was there. He he had to pretty much play point guard, do a lot of the heavy lifting. Um, and I'm just very appreciative of him. And you could tell he, the senior I meant something to him, even though he was only here for a year. Like, I can tell, like, kids, like, being from Chicago are starting to take pride from going to Illinois. And then I'll start with Io. And, like, that's, like, pretty heartwarming to see, you know, someone who, who isn't from Chicago but who calls Chicago their second home, like – that's that's great to see matthew john mayor meyer you know i'm not sure how much he <laughs> he appreciated the being senior but now he's he, rumor has it he might have an nil deal with monster energy drink um so that's exciting but i i just think in general like it was just it was just a a great basket it was like it's why we um they talk about on the broadcast that like big 10 games are an event that felt like an event Sometimes I feel like the, the, you know, the Central Illinois crew that's sitting in the lower bowl needs to get a little more excited, like the Orange Crush. But overall, I thought it was great. Like, everyone on the team was trying so hard. Rodgers, Melendez, like, Rodgers and Melendez energy, like, inject in my veins yeah. right now. Yeah. Like, un- unbelievable. And, like, Dane, Dane serves his purpose, but, like, I think we can all agree, like, let's just go lean, let's go long, and let's just fucking get out and run. And let's try right. to run. Yeah, and small, right? Small. <laughs> Smallest guy, like, right. Everyone's between 6'6 six, six and 6'10, and, and we're small. So it's it's just a – that's a fun team. Like, get out, get aggressive. Hawkins played, like, I think 100 minutes tonight. Like, he, he like, his energy. <laughs> he had to. Yeah, 49. Like, yeah, it's – Is that what he played? Yeah, he played 49, 49. minutes. I was very impressed. And, like, Harris, like, I'm not – I get wow. pissed off at Harris – when Harris shoots threes, but he was going to the rack and he like, he'll finish those eventually when he adds some more muscle, but he's great on the defensive end. They're just overall. Like I didn't think anyone had a bad game. I thought everyone that was in there played well. I thought, yeah, I thought Michigan made some shots, right? Like we tried to double and, and that worked sometimes, but then Michigan made some open three pointers and like, that's the, the trade off. And that was good because they airballed some too. And I just thought that we played well, like, that was ridiculous. I thought I really do think. I know Warren aside, it was it was it should never gone to overtime. I think we can fix down the stretch. But I was just really proud of this team. I was entertained, and like you just see glimpses of what this team can do. And like, will we all put will will we put it together for a full year? No, we didn't do that. But I can see this team like going this style and just like all out, like in your face, like a little bit like Houston. I can see this team win win two games. I really can. In in March, excuse me, in the tourney. Ty Rogers six for nine tonight, fourteen points. Melendez nice. th- three for six, five for five three free throws, one for one on three pointers, twelve points. I mean, those were huge. I mean, Ty Rogers' emergence allows you to do this too. Um, he but he's been he's been fucking awesome. You know, he's been amazing. How about that three from the corner by our guy RJ Melendez? We we gotta give credit where credit is due there. We've been riding him all year, and that that's one of the biggest shots of the season. 
that he, that was he stepped up and he shot it confidently and he knew it was going in and that's what you need to see out of him i've watched him all season he looks tentative he's pump faking taking a step trying to shoot it again he's got great form he's athletic he needs to play with more confidence he would be a, a big player for you guys if he actually tried to step up and play confidently every game He's so athletic. Like when he gets the, he he beats the man off the dribble. I feel pretty good about him going to the rim. I know he missed a couple on his finishes tonight, but man, the guy is so athletic. But that's what yeah. got him going, legs. He put yeah. down that thunderous dunk, and then yeah. he had twelve points. Totally. That, that's the broader point I'm making about U of I. They need to play yeah. inside out rather than Terrence Shannon going zero for seven from three and then deciding to take the ball in the basket. And then he got some, he hit, what, hit four free throws? Four or six free throws. So, yeah, good point, Woobs. Good point. So, here's here's what we got to do, because, Joe, I'm on the same page as you. I, I thought the same. I thought it was just, like, a high-level basketball game tonight. I, I think everybody played pretty good. And I want to do, I want to do captain of the ship walking the plank. And I'll I'll leave it to the group here, if you guys want to do the last two weeks or if you want to do it from tonight but whoops i'm gonna i'm gonna pass it to you to kick us off give me a captain of the ship and who's walking the plank so i'm gonna do it tonight just because it's fresh in my 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 brain i gotta go melendez captain of the ship tonight rj was the spark. it's gotta be his first year of the year yeah, he was the well spark done. as i mentioned he he played inside out he played good basketball he played tough d and you need your role players to step up to win these big games. So RJ is the captain of the ship tonight. Almost went May- Meyer just because of the five monster energy drinks. But, <laughs> you know, that's just irresponsible when it, <laughs> at a certain point. Who's walking the plank, Whoops? Oh, man. Walking the plank. That's a tough one. You know, I'm not sure who, who should walk the plank. I think it might have to be Meyer. <laughs> because he put his game in jeopardy by playing Call of Duty for an entire night. That's fair. Dude. That's fair. How does how does but, but he, but he made like hundred grand? But he made hundred grand on an NIL deal with Monster. It's a tough call, Joe. You know, you <laughs> ask me the question, I gotta get it. Give you an answer. <laughs> Dude, that was why. Can you imagine like telling your <laughs> don't show up to work and you're like, sorry, I had caffeine poisoning from the monster. I mean, like, we all know John Mayer is your body is a wonderland. That was the absolute <laughs> the opposite of that. <laughs> Meyer, Meyer also, I think, took like 90, 90% of the shots in the second overtime. He took every shot until, did he take every shot in the second overtime? I think he might have, because then TSJ ended up getting. Oh no, TSJ took the three against Hunter. He had a TSJ I, had a couple drives at the end, but dude, it wasn't until like I, the last couple of minutes in overtime. Dude, he he was on something tonight for sure. Jubes, who do you got? Um, for I'll do I'll do the last few weeks. Um, I think my captain of the ship is gonna be, um. Ty Rogers, uh, he just makes them really hard to play against. He's really tough on defense. He had seven rebounds tonight. He played point guard, and he's been do- He's been driving to the hole for the last four games. Um, he gives them so much versatility. He can guard 
he can guard big guys. He can guard, he can guard point guards. He can get to the hole. He could rebound. He's, I mean, he makes them really difficult to play against. Um, and uh, kudos to whoever has been developing him over this year. If he can get a shot, he would be really good, like really good. Um, and then walk the plank. Um, I have to go Dane Danger. I want you out of the starting lineup. I want oh. Rod. I want Rogers in. I've been saying that for. Rogers. I, I've been saying that for a while, but Dane needs to not be in the starting lineup anymore. Um, he, in the last three weeks, I don't have the plus minuses for for this game. Dane was minus twelve, um, in one game. I think it was against Northwestern. Um, he was minus nine against Ohio State, and he was minus seven against uh indiana he was basically i didn't look at minnesota because that's not like a difficult game to play um but he's just been he he's he he's a liability on defense in in yeah. our drop coverage that everybody loves um and if you're not going to give him the ball on offense as willie said he's he's not going to do anything for you he's just going to clog the lane so uh he and, and i want him to to play spot minutes when we need a banger against a big guy um, but you know, now it's just not his time. Um, and I want Brad to recognize that, you know, earlier in games moving forward. Um, and just, just as we talked about the, the, the reason we were excited for this team was because we were going to, you know, switch on defense, play kind of interchange five interchangeable parts. And then you put Dane in the starting lineup and you can't really do that anymore. And I think your March success as everybody kind of was promised, um, would have, would be with like a more long athletic lean team that can all do kind of similar things so yeah, i think uh i think dickinson's a terrible matchup for dane he can't guard him and he can't <laughs> get past him so i'm glad brad recognized that and dane basically didn't play in the second half what, what do you guys think then sunday against Edie? You, the, the thing is if you're gonna double Edie. You don't need like it doesn't matter who's on him if you're doubling him. Yeah, you you'd rather yeah, have Western guarded him. You, you'd yeah, rather no have size. yeah, you'd rather have p- guys who can move quickly and get in and out of the paint quicker than have guys that are that like, that basically can't move. And and Dane's I mean Dane's athletic. He can he can move a little bit. But if Coleman's at the five and you bring help and you got you know three other guys that can move to to shooters, I think you're going to be in a better position so i mean i think brad's gonna start dane still but i would just use him to pound on him you know when when he needs to so yeah jubes you stole my captain mm-hmm. heart and soul ty rogers i i don't think there was more planks than anyone on the team than ty rogers earlier this year i i thought he was totally overhyped this guy is an absolute menace he's a menace he's a game changer the guy the, the way that guy can rebound and get loose balls, he's everywhere. I love everything about him. He can't shoot at all. He did make two free throws. I don't know if you guys noticed that. <laughs> made two at the line. 
<laughs> which I was shocked then, by. But then he also followed it up. Drive it. Yeah, yeah, that was the worst. That one. was a Tom. How, a Tom Ward beer punch. <laughs> how do you? How do you? That was a Dave Laser. How do you literally Dave practice laser. every day and like that's what your free throw looks like? It's crazy. I think he was so hyped up after that that dunk, that like Dude. offensive rebound dunk. That was sick. Dude, he's a bad man. Ty Rogers is going to be a four-year... St- Do you think he stays four years? If he develops a shot, he's he's potentially... Um, he could yeah. be a, like a first-rounder, early second-rounder if he can develop a shot. I mean, if he can be yeah, like... It a might take guy. three years for that to happen, yeah. so... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it really will. I wouldn't be too concerned, guys. Really will, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bills, who do you got? Um, before I get into that, um, we're going to forget Cheddar... The white dude on Michigan <laughs> might be the worst Was college. It? Might be the worst college basketball player I've ever seen. <laughs> this is his stat. This is his stat line. Zero, zero, yeah, zero, zero. He, he was in there like, and but he would just foul and like somehow he starts. He, he zero points, two rebounds. I, I think that might be a typo. I didn't see him rebound. Zero assists, zero field goal attempts. Nine minutes, four personal foul fouls. One turnover and one bruise on the face from Terrence Shannon almost posterizing him. That dude is <laughs> Cheddar terrible. Was con- Cheddar was complaining about that call. <laughs> yeah. What I saw was that. it? What you was know, I watched this entire game and I didn't even notice him on the court. I didn't even know who that I just that, noticed him because we he would foul everybody. That's all he did. Yeah, yeah he and he looked not, like, like he, it looked like he should play for Duke and be way better. Speaking of Duke, it made me feel so good to see. Former Dookie, Joey Baker, airball that three at the end. <laughs> that was, that was, Duke that was amazing. He played for yeah. Duke? Yeah, yeah, he was on Duke. He's like 25 years old. He's been around for like eight years. Wasn't oh, awesome. he like the Kennard replacement on Duke, basically? Yeah. He... So Duke traded yeah. him for, uh, who's our guy? Grandy. Grandy. Grandy's Grandy. better than him. So He wasn't playing on Duke. That's why he transferred. I, he My was buddy. Like, <laughs> he was like Damn, a dude. starter. When he first got there, like a, a sixth or seventh man off the bench, and now he doesn't. Then he like didn't play last year, basically. So he transferred. Well, yeah, he didn't play because he sucks. Yeah, he's supposed my to buddy Trey airballed it. My my buddy Trey is a die, he's diehard, absolute diehard Michigan fan. I was texting him during the game, and right after the game ended, he goes, "That loser Baker with a three point <laughs> shot should have been Hunter." But that's why you double. You make you make yeah. Miller Cop and yeah. Joey yeah. Baker beat yeah. you. You know that's who you make beat you. Especially because he hadn't taken a shot in like forty five actual minutes of the game. They were just How going to Hunter every play. Yeah. And then if it wasn't him, it was Jet Howard. So like he was cold, and they ran a play for him, and he missed it. Missed a shot by three feet. Buffkin, it was, it was Buffkin terrible... got a bat. Buffkin's the reason why they went to, when it went to overtime. Buffkin and yeah. Warren. Good. Yeah, Buffkin good. and Warren. Good. Buffkin and Warren is the reason. Who's your uh, Who's your plank, Warren? Um, no, I, I'm going. I'm going oddball on this one. So my walk to plank <laughs> is going to be anyone besides Matthew, John Mayer, Meyer. You who's attempted a three this year and TSJ who's <laughs> attempted a, a bounce three. Anyone in the Illini who's attempted a three, who's not mayor or not, who's not Meyer and who's not TSJ <laughs> spot up is walking the plank. Cause I hate to break it to you guys, but you can't shoot this year. Hit the off yeah, season, start shooting, shoot. 
but you're not good at shooting threes. Joe, w- want to guess what percentile we're in in Division One in three I'm, point percentage? I saw like I, th- I think that. there was like th- it was like something three hundred and something. I didn't even know there were that many teams we, in that. We <laughs> we are three hundred and twenty ninth out of three hundred and sixty three teams. That's which is the ninth percentile out of a hundred, basically. Um, and we shoot it. Uh, we we are forty six out of 363 in three-point rate. So we shoot it about, we shoot it more than 88% of the team's threes, and we make less than 91% of them. <laughs> and we're top 10 in two-point, right? We are, two we point. are 16, um, we are 16 out of 363 in two-point percentage. Yeah, we... Yeah, and well, you, look at the again, threes that you guys getting, shoot. And you guys It's all yeah. Meyer stepbacks, yeah. it's Shannon <laughs> falling over. No one's getting open threes. No, there's no like, there's no literally never. offense threes. Like you, Yeah, there's right, no before, kickouts. It is Before we get into Joe's, I, I just want to hold on. Step back hold on. No, 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 let me finish. Joe, Joe, we I know I'm going to let you finish, but the fact that we won tonight after Shannon's ridiculous pump fake three where he's trying to draw the foul. Wow. I think we were down seven with like a minute forty <laughs> left in the second in the first overtime, and we somehow pulled off. Joe, what do you got? It it, it just all right. So that I'm going to finish <laughs> off this walk to plan. It boggles my mind that you guys think that Brad Underwood like you think that they don't go into film session and he's like stop fucking shooting those shots. Like stop. I, he, he I did notice he made a couple subs tonight, like when Mayor. I don't know if it's because of the caffeine poisoning. There's a lot of <laughs> Dude, there's there's a lot of guys playing chess right now. May Mayor getting caffeine chess, poisoning yeah. for oh, for hundred thousand nil before the quick hundred hundred <laughs> grand for the end of the year, or is it or is it Brad trying to play the long game? But he subbed Dude. out Mayor after uh or my God damn it! I'm just gonna call Mayor the rest of the podcast. You think Meyer's <laughs> trying to pay for his Acapulco <laughs> trip? Dude, Meyer yeah. shot. He literally took every shot in the second overtime. But it the thing is, he's he the reason shots. why. We won. He is the reason why we won in double overtime. Joe, like, yeah, go ahead. To answer your question, I do not think that Brad is is like he's telling them not to shoot those shots. He wants them to get to the hole. The problem that people um, outside of the human centipede have with Brad (laughs) is that he doesn't draw up anything for them to be able to shoot shots and rhythm and get the other team off balance. And that is the problem with with their offense right now. It's just all one on one, and they're not running anything. And if they are, even if he's telling them to run stuff, and they're not running that, then he needs to get whoever's not running it out of the fucking game. And he's not doing it. That's the problem with Brad. the good The good thing about them is they are they have really good players, so they can they can you know make tough shots. But you're you're not gonna it's just hard to get in a rhythm and you know make shots consistently in a game when most of your shots are covered and step backs and all that like to the second half today was the complete opposite of what they've been doing for like the last month you know they were just yeah, driving and they look great and, 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 and they look great, great. Yeah. they look great That's awesome yeah no no i agree i agree like i agree mostly that brad doesn't unless he has an awesome awesome point guard like marquette has and we'll get to that in a moment. Um, I just think that, yeah, he he has a little bit. I mean, I'm in the centipede, but he has a little bit less. <laughs> he, he, he leaves. 
<laughs> stuff to be desired, right? From the offensive standpoint. But like everyone's like, oh, he always has great players. Like let's let's think about that a little bit harder than Brad just has good players. You have to develop good players. I think Brad, whether he brings in the right assistance, Brad develops really good individual basketball players. There's a big talk on this podcast early in the year about how we're bringing in second and third option guys. And guess who are fucking awesome first and second option guys? TSJ and John Meyer. John Matthew Meyer. (laughs) (laughs) And so... Like those guys, like no ever those guys were not top options on their teams. And guess what? They're top options on our team. Guess who's developed awesome? Rogers. Like he develops yeah. players. I agree he needs to have a better run offense. I think his principles on defense are are really good. I think the drop coverage is good. I think Dane's unfortunately a liability. I think Kofi def, you know, somewhat defensively with certain teams is a liability. So, anyways, like I digress. I just I, I just think sometimes we we get so bogged down on the off, and I think I know that's a big part of it, the offensive game plan. I think Brad needs to find a, another assistant coach that can coach offense to help him out there. Um, but I'll, I'll get to that in a moment. But um, so walk the plank. Now on the on the on the on the flip side, the what's the what's walk the plank? What's the other one? Captain, Captain of the, the ship. ship. Captain of the ship. The rum, the rum's getting to me. Uh, <laughs> captain of the captain of the ship is anyone who had a dunk in the last last four games. The dunks tonight were unbelievable. Like I like I like I just hot dunk? waves, hot waves today? just kept coming R- over me after dunk. After RJ dunk. had RJ had one. RJ had an awesome. RJ had an MJ looking one. Like the that that like pump fake Woobs brought up or that pump fake and just one dribble and jump from the like essentially the three point line and dunk that shit. That was awesome. Freaking TSJ Cox, every time he cocks back his lefty dunk, it looks like me on the Sigma Kai parking lot. And <laughs> and freaking Hawkins is an awesome dunker. Dane Dane yeah, Dange is a pretty good dunker too. Yeah. Like we have some good dunkers on our team. Do we even talk about Rodgers? Yeah, the the putback. Yeah, Rodgers is awesome. We have five really good dunkers on our team. That's why, like, we. I agree. Like, it doesn't. But someone made who was who was doing the play by play on the lat. Like, this ties into my my next point, real quick. But like, dunkers are the captains of the ship. But someone made a point. Really good play by play guy it wasn't Robbie Hummel on the last game. It's like. Illinois, like, is really I, I, everyone knows they're really good. Who is with Jay Wright? Right? Yeah, it was Jay Wright. It was Jay Wright. It's okay. late. He said it's lazy shooting threes is, is a lazy thing yeah. to do. And like, I've never really thought about it that way. But that is so true. It's like just yeah. a couple dribbles and shooting a three is lazy. Not running the offense. Like that's a lazy thing to do. Like, I love. I. That's why. That's why that dude's the best coach. One of the best coaches in the country. NBA or not. NBA and civilly or not. So, anyways. I'll pause there, but I'm just fucking jacked. I love it. Yeah. You know why was... they got to the hole? Because they had a because Michigan had a big guy who was too slow to guard them. That's true. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> kind of like Dan right, but... Hunter. Right, boys, <laughs> we got we got to talk some Shaka Smart with Whoop. But before that, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my captain and walk the plank, and. Jubes, I, I said it already. You, you stole my uh, my captain of the ship. I was going to go with Ty Rogers. 
heart and soul of the squad right now. Just love the guy's energy. So I'm going to go TSJ. Senior night. Let's not... Let, let's not overlook what TSJ did when we're backs are against the wall. I, I'm I'm pretty sure there was like a minute 40 left and TSJ goes to the hole and gets that three-point play and just totally turns it around and we end up tying it and going to double overtime. The guy played like an absolute stud and this is a guy that didn't make a field goal until halfway through the second half, but he was still, like you guys said, he was still... Getting to the hole, he was getting to the free throw line. I I love his game right now. I love the spread offense, and I could see that working in March. That's a totally different offense than we've ever seen before. If if I had it my way, I'd run that every play. Just spread them out, give the ball to TSJ, go to the hole, either get a bucket or find the open man. I I was loving every second of it, and. Here's who I got walking the plank, gentlemen. Jawan Howard. <laughs> Jawan Howard yet to beat Brad Underwood. Let's let's talk about that. We want to we want to talk about the human centipede. We want to talk about getting on Brad's case. Jawan Howard has not beat Brad Underwood in his career. That's that makes me very happy. Hunter yeah. hasn't beat that, him, right? Hunter has not beat the Illini in his career. That's exhilarating. The, the win tonight was exhilarating. I texted it to you guys after. I loved every second of it. I think if if my math is right here, I think Jawan is 0-6 against Brad. Do you guys have numbers yeah, for that? Yeah, he's 0-6. He's 0-6 against Brad? Yeah. <laughs> that's. I mean, that's all I needed. I'm going to sleep easy tonight, boys. Um, We, we got to move on, though. We're going to talk some Marquette. Woobs in the house, making his debut. And Woobs, before I'm gonna put you on the spot here, Woobs. We didn't talk about this, but before we get into the Marquette discussion, the Shaka Smart discussion comparison against Brad, because I want to get into that a little bit. We asked this to everybody on the podcast their first time, and since you are an honorary Java man, I'm gonna ask you, what does a Java man mean to you, Woobs? I mean. When I think of Java Men, I just think of Perenny wearing an eye patch somewhere, screaming um, after about three espressos. Um, and that's what I think of being a Java Men. If, if, if you guys remember, some of you were on my uh, bachelor party, Perenny was just a pirate for about two straight days. And it turned the entire bachelor party into a pirate fest. So that's what being a Java Men re- means to me couple pirates in montreal talk to me about some marquette basketball so I, I hate being the fan that that gloats so i'm not going to do that but i'm just going to talk about some things that are refreshing to see from marquette so as it's been widely covered marquette was picked ninth to finish in the Big East preseason. And our leader and point guard, Tyler Kolick, said, fuck them. Two words. That's all he had for the critics. And that's what Marquette is. They're a team that's together. They're a team that doesn't care about what anyone else says. They just do their own thing, and that's how they win. And there was an interview that came out um, that Shaka did this, this week that he talked about 
he's not interested in any players who are in the transfer portal because he wants guys that are committed to the program, who are committed to each other, and who want to stay and develop under him and believe in his system. And that sounds really corny, but that's how the best teams are. When you look at college basketball, the best player in the country's team rarely wins. When you look at the, the different conferences, you know, it's usually the teams that have the best coach, that have the best program, that have the best system are the teams that, that win the most. Look at Villanova, for example. They were a factory, and they never had a player that was a top 10, 15 pick, except for Miles Bridges, or, uh, Bridges on, uh, on Nova years ago. So that's the cool thing about Marquette. And when you watch the games, I think what's interesting is, you know, on the first possession, everybody touches the ball and everybody gets a, an idea of, of <laughs> gets in the game and gets, gets active. And that's just like, it's just, it's just different. When you watch U of I, it's, you know, someone's just taking a, just jacking a three at the first opportunity. So it's just, it's just a different watch. And, um, you know, for us being third in Kempom offensive efficiency, and That's we don't wild. have any players that are like amazing offensive players. We just play team basketball and win. Um, so it's been it's been a ton of fun. And uh, you know, the thing that I think is is uh, obviously what sets Marquette apart is Tyler Kolick, our point guard, probably the best point guard in the Big East, maybe even in the country. And it's because he's not he doesn't care about scoring at all until he has to. And that's the big part about college basketball. You need guards who are going to get the team going and, you know, do what they need to do to win, but they're not, they're not there to, to score for themselves at, at first. Whoops. Does Marquette not have any transfers this year? No, are we they? don't have any transfers. Our whole team is either sophomores or younger. Um, so it's, it's going uh, to be an interesting few years if everybody stays together. Wait, so they don't have anybody like that gets significant playing time. That isn't Prosper a, jun- a, a junior. Pro- well, so we we have two guys who transferred in. Um, I think before Shaka got there or, or the year he came in, uh, Kolick and, and Prosper, but both of them are academic uh, sophomores. So they have two more years of eligibility after this. Yeah, but I hope Prosper's gone. He's the one player I, I hate at Marquette. <laughs> Um, that's he wild. flops around like a fucking car dealership balloon. <laughs> Do you think he's going to go pro? No, I don't think he'll go anywhere. And it's kind of disappointing because he takes playing time away from some really good players we have on the bench. So what, what seat is Marquette looking at right now? A two? We'll probably be a two. Um, if we win the, uh, the big East tournament, I think we have a shot at a one, that's but I think we're, crazy. we're, su- we're solidly yeah. on, on the two line, in my opinion. What do you think makes their offense? Like, I feel like every time I watch a Marquette game, guys are coming off screens and the other team is always trailing them or they're off balance. And it makes it really easy, either on like a down screen or a pick and roll. Like, what do you, why, why is that? Because they're perpetually moving the entire game. Like, you never see three people just standing there <laughs> watching a pick and roll happen. Like, that just doesn't happen. 
And I think that's what that's what's going on when you have a pick and roll going on one side, and then on the weak side you got a got a die dive cutting, you got another guy cutting to the top of the key, got another guy you know in the corner. That's the the kind of spacing you need to get good shots in college basketball. So you have the the guy who's getting picked, the the role player. You got a guy flashing, and got a guy um, setting up for three. And you know we're just doing that so consistently and. And well, I mean, we don't even shoot threes especially well, but we just have a really efficient offense because we everybody can score and nobody cares who's, who scores. Joe, question for you. <laughs> Would you trade Shaka Smart for Brad Underwood <laughs> right now? <laughs> just for the rest of the season, Joe. Just for the rest of the so season. What, what's, what's interesting is we, before I get into that, <clears throat> Illinois did go <laughs> try hard to get Shaka Smart and we were after we fired John, uh, not John Gross, after we fired Bruce Weber. Was that after we fired John Gross? No, it had to be Gross. I think it was Gross, right? Because was, was yeah, Shaka? Yeah, that was the big name. Yeah, Shaka was the big name, but then he went to Texas and he flunked out yeah. of Texas. Uh, so <laughs> I, I, um, I'm, I'm pretty tied into Marquette basketball. Like, I don't, you know, I think everyone can attest to me when you have kids, it's hard to watch so much basketball yeah, i can go all in on the line in the big 10 but i try to watch as much marquette basketball as i can i have family that went to marquette brothers who went to marquette i have friends from st louis who all went to marquette who loops knows well so i'm always cheering for marquette marquette's probably my third team behind the illini slew billikens who i'm taking i'm taking <laughs> Taking Finley, my my three year old, to her first Billiken basketball game tomorrow night. It's a blue out game Friday oh, night. Nice. And then uh, and then Marquette's Marquette's my third team. Marquette used to be in Conference USA. Good f- fun fact. I yeah. saw Dwayne Wade at Marquette play in St. Louis. Dude was a stud then. He's a stud now. This Joe, this crew knows Conference USA well. Con- yeah, Trust Conference DePaul. Yeah, DePaul. The Conference yeah. USA the was great Q- back in the day. Q Rich, Cincinnati, um, Q Rich. Cincinnati, oh, Kenyon yeah. Martin. Kenyon Martin. Kenyon Martin. I watched Nikki Legg Sr. taunt Damar Johnson for an entire game <laughs> back at Rosemont Arena. Don't forget about La- Rosemont Horizon. Don't forget about Larry Hughes <laughs> for the Billikens. Larry Hughes, Larry the Billikens. Hughes. Yeah, Conference USA. Metro, Metro Catholic Larry. Conference King in the St. Louis. So here's the deal. Marquette's offense is ridiculous. They're a good team. But get out of here if anyone thinks the Big East is tough. <laughs> What? Wait. If anyone thinks Xavier Xavier lost lost to Indiana, Providence lost to Slew Billikens. Like I'm talking about early season losses. Like Providence Providence is the third place team, number twenty ranked team. They lost the Slew Billikens. They lost to Miami. Miami's that good. Aren't ranked that aren't Miami's really good. Okay. <laughs> they, they, Xavier lost to Indiana. I, I big, bet on that. Xavier, I bet on Miami. Xavier and, and lost Vegas. to. In, yeah, like UConn, Creighton, Creighton lost to a couple teams too. Like earlier in the year, let's let's not like act like. What Cray, is the ultimate Cray, point, Cray, Joe? Cray, Every Cray, team has Cray bad lost. Creighton lost to Texas, who Illinois beat. Creighton lost to Nebraska. <laughs> doing the Texas is Creighton lost to Nebraska. Creighton lost to BYU. Creighton lost to Arizona State. Hey, like, don't you slander Tommy Naga my point, on this podcast. My point, my point is, you can't like, all right, get, like, I, I just, I, I see, I, I just don't think there's very strong defense in the Big East. 
I think there's a lot of there's there's a couple of good coaches. Shaka is a very good coach. He's one of them. I just I don't I think Marquette's awesome. I think Marquette's by far the best team in the conference. I think Marquette's a Final Four contender, hands down. But but I think top to bottom, if if any of these biggest teams had to go through the Big Ten, it would be tougher. It would be tougher because there's going to be seven teams tied for second, and those are all tough games. And I think there's maybe four or five tough games in the Big East. And I think it's yeah, just I think, kind, it, I that's think kind it's of tough to it's tough to compare the conferences because they play a lot differently. Big Ten basketball is kind of like Big Ten football, where it's a uh, a cloud of dust and mm-hmm. four yards every play. Um, <laughs> Big East basketball is really free-flowing free and fast. I think Marquette is probably the third or fourth most talented team in the conference. I think UConn is by far the most talented. They're good. When they're going, when they're going no one's going to beat them. They can make a deep run. And I think Xavier is really good when they're healthy. They've, they lost Fremantle, and they kind of came back to earth a little bit. But they're, they're an awesome team. And then Providence and Creighton are both both really talented as well. I think Creighton's so, really good. I don't know how good of a coach McDermott is, but Creighton has good players. He's, he's not a good coach. Dude, I don't know. He about doesn't know Creighton. how to get he doesn't know how to get the big guy or the ball and have him make plays in the game. But they're ex- they're really talented and I would love to go to a Creighton game. That crowd looks insane. It does. <laughs> so what I do appreciate about the Big East, like, and do me wrong, like I think these these teams are all talented. I and I think, I just think that there's, I don't know, I just think there's there's some bottom feeders in this league, and it doesn't look great. But the Big East, are you calling fans, DePaul a bottom feeder? Yeah, but DePaul, the, Georgetown, the, my, the, the, Georgetown the, is the Big East fan base is great because they're all in on basketball because there's no football, and I I love that yeah. about the Big East fans. That is cool. That is cool. No, so I no I don't yeah. want I don't want to damper. I love Marquette. I think Marquette's a Final Four contender. Marquette, I'm I'm gonna pick Marquette in a lot of my brackets because they're gonna be my team I'm rooting for outside of Illinois. But I I just. Let's 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 pause on four ranked teams in the Big East. I'm, I'm not so sure about that. That's all I'm saying. So, Joe, you didn't answer the question. Would you want Shaka yeah, for the stretch no. run? Oh, who would I? Who would I want as my coach? Who would Wait, I, is that was who, that what's... Who, who would I? Well, well, uh, it's not. It's not even. You made it an easy decision for me. If if Shaka's um, poo pooing the transfer transfer portal, I don't want that guy anywhere near me. We team. asked for the rest of the season, Joe. A tactician. Over well, Brad. Wait, no, which I thought you said you which want? which team. Wait, wait, is that the question? Uh, he, the, no, the, the question, question was, was would right you take now, if you could get Brad or Shaka yeah. for, the for, the, the for the Purdue game, the Big Ten tournament, and the, the NCAA tournament, would you do it? And then he goes back to Marquette. <laughs> that, I mean, it's just not a fair question. I'm going with Brad. <laughs> <That's a> de- <laughs> I'm going with Brad. That's not a fair <laughs> question. I think that Shaka is a great coach. I think he clearly has his guys playing well. But Ashaka, if you th- that would scare me if I'm a Marquette fan, like I boobs, like I I get it, the, like that's a heartwarming comment, but that's not a realistic comment. If I were you, I'd be scared that he's making those comments. He should. Shaka's a cool dude. Shaka's a good coach. He's from Milwaukee. Like he he can get a lot of good players in the transfer portal, and he can make it work. And he's a good personality, and he's a good coach. He can blend it all together. Like he should not be making comments like that. Like you're gonna need the transfer portal down the road at some point yeah i mean we, we're winning with two transfers in our starting lineup like but, of but course you said he's, before he got there though right yeah i mean they transferred in um i don't know exactly when i think it was their first year his first year 
Um, so it could have been, you know, prior commits or whatnot. I don't remember. But the 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 ultimate point is, you know, Shaka doesn't want a guy who is just going to cry if they don't get their way in year one. And I think that's what that's the type of guy he's looking for. That's fair. I agree with that. The the Big well, East has top think- four top twenty efficiency teams in the country, but they they have they have about four bottom feeders too. As well, yeah, yeah. I mean, St. John's, DePaul, Butler, uh, Butler, and Georgetown are absolutely <laughs> pathetic. Tony Stubblefield salivating <laughs> after watching R.J. Melendez tonight. <laughs> All right, last question. Then we're getting to the State of Union. Whoops. Do you think there's any flight risk with Shaka after this year? I don't think so. I think his experience at Texas kind of showed him, you know, where. It, what it what it could look like if you're at you know the, the ultimate you know borderline blue blood school and sometimes you don't want that you want a place yeah. where you can be yourself and where you can build the program the way that you want and where there's not boosters crawling down your neck ever, yeah. after every loss like Shaka is already like immortal in in Milwaukee in Wisconsin like he should have that job for as long as he wants it and I think at Texas. There's so much pressure year to year that it's just tough. And those pressure cooker environments are not made out to make coaches successful. So I think Shaka really likes it in, at Marquette. And I'd be shocked if he, if he wanted to leave anytime soon. He was at VCU before, right? Yeah, yeah, that's I mean, where he made his yeah I mean, you don't get any, you're not getting, you know, elite talent there, right? Yeah, I think the last thing I'll well, say no, about but he was Shaka in Texas. Is, but he was at Texas. No, but too. when he was, he was when he, he went to VCU to Texas. Yeah. 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 So the last thing I'll say about Shaka is he like I think intentionally tries to get the guys' juices flowing as early as he can in the game. We press, we play different trap defenses, we try to force turnovers, we try to get easy baskets early in the game, get the momentum on our side. And when we're not doing that, we go back to the drawing board at halftime and we, we do that. That's, that's the style. That's the way that we win. And I think it's just, it's just fun to watch. And, and, and I think as a, as a basketball fan, like I am, you know, you, you kind of root for that style, that that team basketball. Legs. I have one more question for Willie. All right. Do you, does, does Shaka run more than one type of defense? (laughs) Yes. We, we run, we run quite a few defenses. we, we do three quarter court traps. We get, we do half court. We do zone. We do man. We switch. We also high hedge on ball screens. Um, definitely adjustments are made throughout the game. Um, and I'll leave it. At are that. you allowed to do that? I think tonight you don't you don't Dude. high hedge against against Hunter. Okay. <laughs> All right. Tonight, wait, 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 real quick, real quick. I'm on your side, Joe. I think tonight was the best coach, one of the best coach games by. Yeah, you, the, the, Jamie, the team that we rolled out there that with with Coleman at the five, like we play the defense we should play. No, you don't high hedge. No, I, but I don't think I don't think Jubes is referring to tonight though. No, I'm not. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Hey, real but quick. Tonight was I, I was very happy with how. I'm, I'm referring to Tony Tony Perkins scoring a jillion points. Boo Booey scoring yeah. thirty five points. Yeah. Um, that's what I'm referring to. Didn't we win the game? Boo Boo, scored 35 points. Yeah. But I mean, we also were down 18 <laughs> yeah. and a half. No one else scored any points. I, I actually like that philosophy. <laughs> no one else scores, dude, but dude, once. that was, come on. 
That was absurd. Yeah, you, you, you can't Perkins, you can't let Brooks dude, Barnheiser get open, right, Joe? The Perkins Perkins. <laughs> all right, Perkins also th- those aren't good examples. I'll give you two the good Perk, examples. I, I will, I'll, I'll, Perkins the Iowa, scored, I think shot was about twenty three free throws. That was that's not Brad Underwood's fault. They're Illinois fucking following them. That's not that's the players. But there, the, uh, better examples are the Penn State games. I, Penn State I was, and I TJD. Was, yeah, I was fine. Yeah, TJD exactly. I, I was very fine with the Iowa game. Because I'd rather have Perkins beat us than Murray. But the Penn State games was atrocious. Game one against um, TJD, Indiana. I, I just don't understand. Like, some of those games, it's just so odd to me how it could go for so long without changing something. That's what I don't get. All right, we're, let's save this for the State of the Union. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah, all before, right. we, before, we hey, real it. quick. No, no, no. Joe, real quick. You... No, no, this is big. This is important. <laughs> I, <laughs> I see, I see parallel. I, I have such a connection to Marquette family and friends. Obviously, Jamie does too. Java men. We have a Java men of our own is a Marquette fan and a lo- loyal fan. Um, what, what, what Woobs was describing as Shaka as, you know, does his own thing. He, he tested out the waters at the Big 12 school that, you know, basketball mecca. Didn't want people down his throat. Shaka is where he's supposed to be, Milwaukee guy. Like, Marquette's just perfect for Shaka. Marquette alumni fans can't get enough of good college basketball, and Shaka provides that. And Shaka's just an awesome, cool dude. I love Shaka. If I if it wasn't for what's with Brad, I'd probably want Shaka at, at the home at Illinois. That reminds me a lot of Bert, baby Brett Bielema at Illinois. That's the perfect place. Right. Yeah. I'm bringing that's it's a great it's great a great analogy. parallel. It's a great parallel. Great Brett analogy. tried it in the SEC. It wasn't right for him. He came back to the like Shaka had a, a a ton of success at VCU. Came back to Marquette. Bielema had a ton of success at Wisconsin. Came back to Illinois. Brett's going to run the program how he thinks big, you know, Big Ten football could be won. That might change with, you know, more teams coming to the conference, USC, UCLA, et cetera. But Brett's, I think Brett's going to build a solid program that we can all be proud of. And I just think those are good, two good parallels, two good coaches where they're supposed to be. I like that, Joe. When yeah, they're both think- from Illinois, he, is from Illinois, Shaka's from Milwaukee. Yeah, and, and Shaka leaving Texas wasn't because he was really underperforming. Like, they were still really good, sometimes top 10, top 15 basketball team almost his entire time. I think it was just, he thought it wasn't a great fit. The, the, uh, you know, the boosters and the athletic director wanted to get Chris Beard in there. We, we saw how that turned out. Like, <laughs> maybe it's Texas. <laughs> I love that about you, because technically Shaka left, right? Yeah. I love that oh, about really? Shaka. I love that even more about Shaka. I did yeah, not he, didn't, he didn't get fired. Yeah. All right, well, well done, Woobs. Well done. Um, so we're going to close this thing out, the moment we've all been waiting for. And thank God that this is coming after a victory over Michigan, over the Wolverines, because this, the vibe on this podcast, it'd be like night and day for what happened. But Dollar Bills, Java Joe, State of the Union on the Fighting Illini. Let's hear it. So at the beginning of the season, I said that Purdue won 63 to 61. That's really good for us. I'm calling it right now. The state of the unit, Illinois will beat Purdue. They have nothing to play for. Resting their starters. Wow. They have Let's nothing, go. They have, literally have nothing to play for. Wow. Illinois, you beat think Purdue so? Illinois will enter the top 25 going into Big Ten. Not a one seed in the tournament. Play. 
Illinois will enter top 25. So that's that's my state of the union. My state of the union is <laughs> I said it, no, I said at the beginning of the season that Brad had a lot to I like you guys all think I've been in the peed all year. I told I said the, look at the first listen to the first pod. I said Brad had Brad has a lot to prove without Kofi and Io. And I and I and and but like I I'm that, that's how I that's how I am is that's how I am. I challenge early early in the season, put the expectations out there, but I'm going to show faith and continue to motivate. Unlike some on the pod who are jumping ship, I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to work for <laughs> you. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want Joe. you, I wouldn't want you to be my manager. Some of the, some of the people on the pod would want you, <laughs> wouldn't you to be my manager. I continue to show faith in Brad. Brad had the, I, I just thought the guys played great tonight. Michigan is talented. Michigan's playing well. Um, yeah, I just thought Brad, Brad, State of the Union is this. Brad had the guys playing great basketball at certain points of the season, had them playing awful basketball at other points of the season, uninspired basketball, inspired basketball. It's been really a roller coaster. And we said from the very beginning, I think everyone called out the roller coaster. I think there's probably three, like we're tied for second with seven teams. At twenty and ten, and like you can probably, pro- there's probably two or three games. There's there's three games that are are you can't explain. It's it's the two Penn State games, and it's the one at Penn State's because of how we lost, and it's the Ohio State game. What about Northwestern? The Northwestern's good. Northwestern's good. The one at Northwestern, we were in that game most of the game. And Northwestern's that, a good team. Northwestern's beat a lot of good teams at home. Like I, I'm not, I'm not as concerned about that one. If anything, it's it's the probably the Indiana game at home where we just didn't show up. And like that was a bad game for Brad. But Brad, that, that was a chess game for Brad. Everyone knows how I feel about that. <laughs> so, so my, my, I guess my, Joe, my point Joe, is like, you don't really think that's a chess. Game. I, 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 I use do you, this. Do you I, think that's a chess? Yeah, game? I, 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 I'm standing by that, and this is the analogy I'm using. I, in sales, I use this all the time. It's like in sales, you have to have activity. Your activity is there to protect you because if you don't make your number in sales, guess what's going to happen? Your your sales leadership is going to come back and look at your activity. Where were your meetings? Who were you meeting with? <laughs> How active were you during the week, each week, stacking weeks to get to your ultimate number? What was your close rate? Brad didn't do himself favors. I will say this in the regular season. He, I would say it was not the best regular season. I think it's a tough, tough job to bring all these players together, but that's the life of the transfer portal. And that's what he signed up for. He did not do that well, but that doesn't mean he's had a bad year. He still has the big 10 tournament and he still has the NCAA turn to prove himself to Jamie's point. I think you judge the season on, body of work of the regular season majority of the big 10 and then separately the ncaa tournament and brad's done very very well big 10 season regular season not so in the big 10 tournament now he has not he could have he under you could say underachieved in the big in the regular season and now it puts even more pressure to make his number slash make it to the sweet 16 and because and he puts even more pressure on himself because you know he might be an eight or a nine seed. I hope not. I and mean, that's that's gonna make it really hard on him. 
If you're in December and you're at 60% of your goal as a salesperson, you're going to make it really hard on yourself to make your number. So that that's like the, I live that every day and that's the equivalent, but I'm not giving up on Brad. I'm going to, like a good manager, I'm going to give Brad all my faith until the end of the season. And then Brad will show up and uh, have his day in court at the end of the season. But until then, I'm all in on Brad. I'm connected to the peed. That's it. <laughs> Thank you for allowing right. me to, to get that off my chest. I'm all right, all, Joe, I love so, you, Brad. Joe, you're talking numbers. I, talking some sales numbers. Brad Underwood, year six. What happens if he doesn't make the Sweet 16 in six years? Nothing. I I I I, I don't want to answer that question. Well, no, I, I, well, just I, see, like, a, I mean that's a, I mean that is that a fair question? I think it's a fair no. question. I don't think it is. Six years, Joe. Six years. I don't think it is. Now, now there's, I think you got to put some context behind that, right? Of what he took over were gross, but at the end of the day, this is year six for Brad Underwood, and potentially could be zero Sweet Sixteens in six years. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll, it, it, I'll it, answer this, and then I'll answer I'll answer that. I'll answer this. I, so uh, you guys don't does that do, lot, before you, guys, you answer. You my guys, question is: Does that meet your expectations? Six years, no sweet sixteens. No, but the season's not over yet. But you know what? Okay. You know what does meet my expectation? Having a shot at the sweet sixteen every year. You guys don't get this because you're because you're Sox fans. But the Cardinals go to the playoffs. <laughs> oh, every, what? Cardinals go to the playoffs every Stop year, it. and they Stop. have a, they have a shot. They have a they're 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 in the game. They're in the game. They're, Let's they're, not compare the MLB playoffs the to they're the NCAA the tournament. They're on, they're on the dance floor. <laughs> Give me Half a the break. The Cardinals, the yeah, Cardinals, are, on, the Cardinals are on the dance floor every single year. <laughs> okay. They're not sitting on the side Stop. watching. And that's, Joe, that's what you don't it takes. Have to, you don't you have to need, turn you just need shots. You just act. need shots at getting to Sweet 16. That's all you need is shots. <laughs> that's fine. And that's what, you, the, that's what Brad Underwood provides the Illini. I want you to answer a question, Joe. Expectations. Six years. Six years. <laughs> all right, I, I'm not. I'm not going to judge him until after this tournament's over. All right. Well, then he better make a sweet six. Lex, can I get a word in? <laughs> yeah. <I'm sorry>. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> um. So, as a good manager, I like giving uh the um, my employees feedback. You know, consistent feedback throughout the year. Um. I don't like any surprises come performance review time. Um. And I just want to, you know, if I were to go over the num- Brad's numbers, I-, I have a couple questions for, for the Pete in particular. Um, <laughs> does, does anybody know who, based on spreads, so, you know, and this is not expectations before the season. Um, this is expectations at the point that your game is played against your opponent. Does anybody know who should have the best record in the Big Ten at this point? I'm guessing the alignment. Go- they- going into the, like, What's that based off? So that is based, based off on. of if you are favored in the game you are playing. Okay. I'm so guessing the Illini would be like 17 and 3. The Illini would be 16 and three if they won all the games they should win and they lost all the games. In the they Big Ten? Win. Yes, they, they would be 16 and three. Purdue oh, would also be 16 and three. Okay. That's interesting. So, what is our record? It is 11 and eight. So, you're not going to win all the games that you, that you, that you, you know, you're supposed to win. That never happens. But 
guess who is one of the only two teams, there's only two of them, who has not won a Big Ten game against a team that they shouldn't have, we- have beat? Illinois. Illinois. And... Wow. Guess who and else? Hold on. Um, Indiana. No, Indiana beat us. They killed us when they were, we were six oh, yeah. and a half point favorites. Um, Indiana and Ohio State. Northwestern. Maryland. Northwestern has won six more games than their spread indicates they should win. Oh, yeah. That was a bad... Yeah, that's on the opposite yeah. But they also have the luck special. points, right? Yeah. So if we look at the differential of actual wins to implied wins before the game, there are there is one team worse than Illinois, and that is Ohio State, and they have five wins. The spread mm-hmm. says they should be eleven and eight. They're five and fourteen. Illinois should have five more wins than their um than what their record is. So th- just just want to put that out there. Five more wins in the Big Ten or overall? The Big Ten the Big Ten okay. since they changed wow. their since they changed their style. Okay. So three games that you shouldn't have won. Per, Iowa, you were plus three. Indiana, you were plus five and a half. Maryland, you were plus one and a half. They were in all those games. They didn't close, right? Not I'm not upset about any of those games. I think, you know, at the end of the Maryland game, Dane shouldn't have been in. So Jameer Young couldn't get off a three. But you know, that's about it. N- I'm not upset <laughs> about any of those games. The other games Penn State, you were favored by 10.5 in the first game, 3.5 in the second game. Uh, you lost by 15, and you lost by 12. Northwestern, you were bad. favored by 3.5. You lost by 13. Indiana, you were favored by 6.5. You, you lost by 15. Ohio State, you were, you were favored by 4.5, and, <laughs> and you lost by 12. In all of those games, at Joe's face. in all of those games, <laughs> except Northwestern, you, are, you were down by somewhere between 9 and 13 points at the half. Yeah, that indicates that your coach is not figuring something out as the game is going on. And what I want Brad to do is understand when something isn't working to be able to to push a button, as some some uh, Java men say, and change change what's happening in the game a little bit. Trace Jackson Davis in the first Illini game could have sang Kumbaya in the lane for 15 seconds before anything (laughs) happened to him in that game. And, you know, that's the type of thing that frustrates us as Illini fans is the spread indicate that we should be 16 and three. And we were, you know, five minutes away from, you know, booking our tickets to Dayton in the first four um, after this game. Right. So I think that we are in second place right now, tied with a bunch of teams, but none of those teams have expectations or, you know, the talent that Illinois has. And so I think Purdue, Michigan, and Indiana and Illinois have the most talent in the Big Ten. I think Michigan and Illinois have, you know, not performed to those expectations. And I think that Indiana don't let Indiana off the hook. No, and Indiana, Indiana hasn't either, but their differential is only one. Illinois has had a very, very, very easy schedule. And this is, this is where they're at. And I mean, it's not just those games you had, you were down by 24 against um, Mizzou at half. And in the game you won against um, Northwestern, you were down by 18 at half against UCLA. You were down by nine. You won some of those games, and Brad did some good things, but it just gets to the point that, for some reason, the team isn't ready to play. 
the other thing that we that I would say, you know, causes, you know, optimism is before the Northwestern game, Illinois had wa- not won a game by less than 7 points. So what that means is basically they either won blowouts or they lost. So these two games against Northwestern and Michigan give you confidence that they're figuring it out. But you can't yeah. tell Brad, you Love can't that. tell me that Brad has, you know, it performed to expectations, even as they were when the game, like before the game was happening. So I hope that Brad, you know, and I think with Dane, with Dane he's figured it out a little bit, but you want to try to get him, you know, you want him to try to make those adjustments earlier in the game moving forward than uh, what he's been doing. I mean, those, the fact that they've been down by so much in half in all of those games is, you know, it's either, it's either the players don't care or there's something going on with the X's and O's. So that's my piece. I just would sum it up by saying, I think Ash said it perfectly on the last podcast. You can like Brad, but you could also be critical of him. Correct. And I think that's, that's a fair assessment of where things are at right now. And I think, you know, it's, it's okay to do that. Even, you know, at Marquette, we're, we're critical of some of Shaka's things that he does and that's okay. But I think the, the challenge here is that Brad isn't adjusting as much as people would like. Yeah. And we, no one wants to fire Brad. No one wants to, no, and no one thinks if you double TJD, <laughs> you win every single game. The point is, is that when you get in these six point games, Ken Palm, you know, basically indicates that if you win, you get luck points. If you lose, you get, you, you don't get luck points, right? And the problem with Brad, a lot of times is you can't even get in that window because you're getting your ass kicked. And so the, the, we've, we've seen positive, you know, adjustments recently, but that's, that's the thing that gets concerning come tourney time. A team has your number and do we have a different defense to throw at them that, that, you know, will be able to stop whatever they're doing. Is Brad going to change uh, you know, throughout the game plan or, you know, throw away the tape as, as, as they say in football and, and go forward in, in the game in a different way. And you just, you just can't say that he will do that. And that's what's concerning. And that's, you know, that's why they had all Americans the last couple of years and they couldn't get out of the first weekend. They had, they had all Americans that were developed by Brad Underwood and his staff. Let's, again, let's not for, let's not I, forget about the again. I feel like it's very convenient for for those not on the peed who forget about the player development aspect of this. This whole thing is almost mostly about player development. The season's a very sh- fraction of the overall experience at the University of Illinois. It's out of season that Brad does the real work. I agree with Jamie. Brad, you know, for the most part, it's underachieved. The five. I'm going to address the five games though. We all know that Brad was playing the long game chess against Indiana. And now he knows and now chess. and now he knows that's so that does game doesn't count. Now he knows that Dane why do you what else do you think he knows Dane can only play ten minutes oh, yeah, a game now? He had to play chess. You, yeah, you, it was, it was that thirty eighth minute guys, that he really figured it out. Would you guys rather Tim give Dane a you know, double teams and not be able to discover it until the until the, the tournament, until it's too late? So I think check mark for Brad on that one. Um, Joe, what I, if he played chess so much that you guys were out of the tournament? <laughs> that that's 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 a that's a gamble he's willing to play, and that's why he's a master. What do they call him? Chess masters? The, grandmasters. Grandmasters. I have I have no excuse. I have no excuses for Penn State. Those are just bad games. 
And I mean, we played so against. I don't Michael want to hear Jordan. their bad matchups either. Give me a break. No, Pick Penn State's a, pick? Penn State's a bad matchup. Penn State's a bad Stop. matchup. Not Those. if you played this Why? lineup you <laughs> played tonight. They're, not, they're, yeah, they're, exactly. they're a very difficult you, ma- ma- matchup. Thank you, Jamie. Yeah, if you have you have Ty Rogers the point guard, that's yeah, that's actually Ty Rogers should be able to guard Pickett. Yes, so any so, day. So those three games, so those two games don't count. So that's that's now three of the five that are knocked off. <laughs> what, the in, and then what's where the, what were the I, other two? I'm, I'm gonna address all of them. Ohio, all Ohio State, over. Northwestern. Ohio State's at home, and Ohio State just had another big win. Ohio State's hitting hitting the stride. Ohio State's probably gonna win win the Big Ten tournament. So that's not all right. What's the fifth one? Make that one a pop out clip. Yeah, Northwestern, the Wildcats. North North Northwestern. They they beat almost most Big Ten teams at home. So they're probably the best Big Ten team at home um, in the conference this year. So I'll knock that one down. So so really, I mean, all th- I still think Brad's had you know has underperformed, but I, I don't think those five hold weight. Sorry, Jamie, but I, I oh. love the monologue. OSU beat Maryland last night. That's I, I, I couldn't think of it either, Joe. It was because I mentioned that earlier. But Maryland's a different they, team. Number 21. Number 21. Yeah. Number 21 ranked yeah. Maryland. So, okay. Well done, boys. Well done. Uh, Joe, I I put the question out about Brad, not because I was disagreeing with you. I, I We got to have some PMA about this. I, I got to go with Joe. We're playing chess, boys. I, yes. I think TSJ. I think TSJ and Meyer in March. I, I don't know. It just it feels different this year with the Io and Kofi years, and then the Kofi year last year. It's just we're a different team. I feel like we're better. I, I think we're better suited for March. Now, if you don't play Dane. If yeah, if Agreed. we don't play Dane, but, but to, to Joe's point, I think he figured it out, right? Maybe it took him a lot longer <laughs> than we all would have thought. It took an Indiana game. It took an Indiana half of the game. Northwestern Dane, game. Yeah. Dane, give me give me twelve minutes out of Dane, my guy. I've been on uh, Dane's my guy, so I I I don't appreciate the slander out of your guys uh, your your mouse with Dane, but I, Joe PMA baby, let's go. It's it's March. It's Judgment Day. I'm I'm jazzed up after this win versus Michigan. We can't lose to Michigan. I forget about Warren. Warren had greasy hands all over this. <laughs> all the over. boys over came all over it. It's just like Vegas, Joe. Can you believe those calls? Remember the screen, the the wide receiver screen where they literally the the guy he might as well have been blocked twenty yards down the field before the other the receiver caught it. Warren. Warren had the ear of the officials, and we overcame it. That's the most important thing tonight. We showed heart. Gentlemen, what's the last thoughts before we sign off? Uh, I, I want everybody before tournament time to work on your free throws. Uh, br- yeah, <laughs> Illinois is 310 yes. out of 363 teams oh. in free throw percentage. That could uh, come back to bite you in a close game in March. Whoops. I don't have any more basketball thoughts, but I'd just like to have a moment of silence for Jerome Boger, who retired as a referee today. Jamie, can I get a Jerome Boger impression, please? Yes, you can. <laughs> First down. Penalty on the defense. Five-yard penalty. <laughs> Bill's last thoughts. Uh, the Illini shot 77% from the line tonight. I'll take that. I think what I love about this pod is a victory, even in the hands of of Warren. And I think the peed 
and the analytics guys, the guys that are challenging Brad, I think we've all come together and said, this lineup's good. I think we've, we found something. Let's just play aggressive. Let's get after it. Let's try to beat Purdue. I think we will get a seven seed. Let's fucking get to the second weekend, baby. We could do this. Oh, Let's yeah. go. Any any oh, yeah. predictions on the Big Ten tournament? If we what, what if we play Penn State again? Do you like our odds, Joe? Uh, <laughs> no, I, I don't like. I don't like our. I like our. I like our oh, odds on. against. I like our odds Penn against State everyone stinks, but Penn Joe. State. Come on. Oh no no no. So I do I do. Now that we have um, Ty Rogers playing point guard or Terrence Shannon playing point guard against. I, I do like our chances a little bit, but Penn State's just a bad matchup. I like every any other team, but Penn State. I like us yeah. against. So I think we either win it all or we lose against Penn State. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, I could see that happening right. too. I like it. All right, boys. Well done tonight, Woobs. Thanks for joining the debut. I expect you for some strap it down White Sox podcast as well. So this is not this isn't your last. You'll be back. I'm ready. Friend. Thank you. Boys, well done tonight. Huge game Sunday on the road. West Lafayette. The Wags are off the hook that it's not for the Big Ten Championship. I was planting seeds months ago. A little upset it didn't happen. But big, big things ahead of us. We got the Big Ten Tournament in the United Center. And hopefully we got at least three more pods. Because we're going to keep going until the Illini lose. Let's let's hope we got it four or five more because we got to go through April. Has Lane ran? We gotta, has Lane ran the scenarios on like what we need to finish in the top four. <laughs> let's get a text out to Lane. But in the meantime, thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week. I L L. I and I. Yeah, it's time to walk the plank.